Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. Fairly alarmed here. <laughs> Welcome to MOTN Reviews, that is Masters of the Nerdiverse Reviews where we take a view at some of the shiniest cinematic supernovas of the Nerdiverse and some that are not so brightly lit. You can always find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and YouTube, and iHeartRadio. We're almost everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We're almost everywhere, like a cosmic plague that's like resting dormant in Mars that eventually will find an unearth and then we're screwed. Or like MVD. Or like what? Nothing. <laughs> that, that's always an earth. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving, right? Yeah. I'm, of course, your host, Mike G. And with me, as always, is Beer Business Bureau's own Darren. What is up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? We are here to destroy mythos and open up minds, ladies and gentlemen. The film we're going to talk about this time around, you've read the actual title, so you pretty have a good idea of what we're going to be talking about. But at this point, it needs no introduction. This thing is a powerhouse, man. Like, I'm surprised at its numbers. In its four-day span, not only has it made more money than Justice League made in its entire run, but there's also 25 other superhero movies that it's actually toppled at this point and not just for for four days for their entire run this thing is set is on set to make probably 1.5 billion dollars it's only been it's not even been a week yeah i know it's uh on track to dethrone uh force awakens good man <laughs> what's funny is all filters back to disney which is kind <clears throat> of a kind of a messed up thing when you think about it it's a sick reality but it's one we have to live in it's, it's one we have to live in and of course uh, the film we're talking about this time around is 2018's, uh, directed by by Ryan Coogler, and that film is Black Panther. Black Panther. Oh man! Before we go too deep into the film, I did want to ask: Did you have any prior history of this character before this movie? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, I've um, I've, I've Black Panther has been around longer than I have, longer than you and I have. Yes, have. and like I mean, if you've watched any sort of marvel cartoon i mean specifically like my experience was with spider-man the animated series yeah um back in the 90s um he's 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 everywhere but at the same time he was kind of nowhere he was nowhere yeah and like yeah. this this movie definitely put him on the forefront which it was going to do anyway but it it did more than just that it actually put him seriously it, on the map it leapfrogged him yeah. Yeah. past like your iron man or your captain america if you think about it yeah because he is the highest grossing single hero of all time at this point. Right. Outside of Spider Man, maybe. Maybe Spider Man 2. Right, right. Uh, 
I kind of wonder if Jack Kirby ever imagined that his character would actually. It's funny. I was uh, I was watching an interview with Stan Lee many years before. Um, this is before Marvel became Marvel. Mm-hmm. And they asked Stan, like, hey, um, out of the comic book characters you would like to see on the big screen, mm-hmm. if it was ever to happen, who would it be? And Stan, being Stan, yucked it up. I was like, well, if it, if it if it's not my boy Spidey, then it would have to be Black Panther. <laughs> and they were like, who? Like, right. oh, T'Challa. He's one of my favorite creations. He's one of my favorite creations me and Jack made yeah. back in the 60s. And he's the perfect representation of what we were trying to do with our heroes. Right. And if you think about it, he really is. He's the perfect manifestation of what Marvel was about versus the DC culture. Mm-hmm. Where you, in DC you have these pantheon of gods, right, that are kind of above it all. Batman is beyond mortal, right? Like Superman <laughs> is beyond mortal, like in their in their staunchness and their truth, justice, and American way. But Marvel characters were never like that. They were always flawed uh, social commentaries of the anxieties of the time. You know what I mean? Uh, to talk about just a, a couple of heroes you may know, the Hulk was kind of manufactured during the Red Scare and the atomic bomb drop that could happen at any time. What if it dropped on this one guy and made him a superhero? Uh, the X-Men is a huge example mm-hmm. of social anxiety rep- being represented through fiction where the X-Men were uh, the minority. They right. were picketed against and called slurs and uh, and rallied against, and they were the outsiders. And that's what Stan wanted to uh, kind of interpret with the X-Men. Black Panther was, was in the late 60s, early 70s where the, um, the the movement really started, you know, Afro-American power really started. And he said, they need a champion. They need someone that they can latch to. And that was T'Challa, right? You know, king of the sovereign nation of Wakanda, the most technologically advanced, like, outside of Latveria, maybe? Extremely like, technologically advanced. They might as well be space aliens, yeah, right? pretty much. And that's what this movie kind of conveyed was like these cats are on another level, and I was re- I was re- listening to another podcast. They made a really good point where it was like it's almost like a Greek tragedy where the gods come down mm-hmm. to from Olympus and and kind of give fire to man, but then they take it away. Right. And this, and certain characters are man who are angry against the gods for for not bringing them back to Mount Olympus. Only it's almost it's almost kind of in the reverse because they were well we'll get into that yeah yeah uh but yeah um like you said um in regards to prior experience with this this character he is one of those characters that if you're a marvel fan you've always known Mm -hmm. you know me being african-american my dad outside of tony stark who was his favorite character always told me how sick t'challa was you know the black panther he would buy me black panther comics Mm -hmm. just so i was uh well versed with this character and my first experience like outside of that was the fantastic four cartoon back in the day and one of the first first episodes in the first season was they had to fight the black panther and he beat them by himself right fantastic four these cosmic beings technically he beat him single-handedly and i was like wow this character is cool like dad i want to learn more about him and that's where i was like he's just always this periphery badass Mm -hmm. that never really shined by himself he was always like oh we're in trouble we need t'challa's help oh screw you guys if it's not about wakanda i'm not really bothered with it which we'll go into the movie which is kind of a not a change but is a change in this yeah. movie. it I, i'd say it, it is it is it, it's more of it's more of a uh, it, they, they, they've adapted him very well yes in that way 
because uh-huh. they made something fresh, but they kept mm-hmm. it. They kept two tri- actual comic T'Challa, right? But they made them different. He was uh, he was always definitely about Wakanda, but mm-hmm. it was more on in the it's more in the perspective of how can I protect Wakanda while still doing what I need to do outside of Wakanda. Exactly, and that's <laughs> kind of what they go into in this movie about the. Black Panthers of old mm-hmm. have always been T'Challa first, but we do need spies in the in the world to kind of keep an eye on mm-hmm. mere mortals who aren't on our level. And uh, T'Chaka, his father, was more about that. T'Chaka was the T'Chaka as a character was closer to comic book T'Challa than the T'Challa we right. get. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. in the comics, he's not all peace ambassador. No. He's like, if you show up to Wakanda, that means you want to fight. Yeah. And you're going to lose because no one takes on Wakanda and wins. One of my favorite story arcs is during the is during the Secret Invasion arc, mm-hmm. where it was an arc where the scrolls, which are these alien creatures that can shape shift to look like anyone, mm-hmm. have for years infiltrated the Marvel universe. And so you had Black Widow was actually a scroll, uh, Beast was a scroll, things like that. And the real characters were like um, held captive somewhere. Mm-hmm. And when the time came for their for their uh, plan in the spring. The Wakandan ones were already sought out and already being watched the entire time. Mm-hmm. And they tried to storm Wakanda and the scrolls got their asses kicked. And no one and like they had heads of the scrolls outside of Wakanda, like, please try this again. <laughs> no one messes with no one messes with Wakanda, man. It's the freaking coolest. Um but yeah, that's a little bit of background on how I know this character and how much I love this character. Mm-hmm. Uh let's talk about this film on its periphery, like Wow, this this thing has a lot to say, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it has a lot to say, and yet at the same time, it's it keeps it very very concise. Yes, it, it doesn't it, preach it, it to keeps you. It very yeah, it's not preachy. It's very focused. Yeah, and it it does obviously it doesn't leave much to, for interpretation. But no, you may you, but you can make this movie however you want to make it. Yeah, and. I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah, it's especially because like 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 you know what I've been my, my my first impression was how okay my very first concern with this movie obviously was talking about Wakanda, like yeah. how they, how are they going to introduce Wakanda? How do you Wakanda? do that? Because right? Wakanda has an, an incredibly large history, and yeah. you can you can go. They could have they if, okay. They told about Wakanda's origins just enough. Yeah, to where it doesn't leave anything to be desired. Yeah. Not well, not too much anyway. Right. And still give you the meat of what it actually is. This reminds me. This makes me think of almost a disservice that they did with um, Thor mm. and mm-hmm. with the culture, the actual culture of. Um, I'm blanking on on um, not, not Valhalla. Oh, nor- North on Norse mythology. Um, yeah. On Norse mythology and their actual homeland. Mm-hmm. Which uh, Valhalla, uh, Valhalla slash. It's not called that in the comics, though. Oh, you're right. Asgard. Asgard. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Damn it. What am I talking about? Yeah, Valhalla Asgard. is heaven. Asgard. Sorry. Asgard is where <laughs> they live. Yeah, yes, I was just yes, blanking yes. on the name. <laughs> but in three movies, they never really explained mm-hmm. the culture of Asgard. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? And but in this one movie, you are in Wakanda, man. You see it from the ground level. You see it from people picking. You know, fruits and, and berries to them having technological marvels. Right. It really does its job 
world building this thing out in the short time that because this movie's only like a 10 it's a neat 10 two hours long yeah it's like two hours 14 minutes and 14 minutes right so it's like had they gone any longer it would have been too much like and it would have been absolutely. primarily talking absolutely. about wakanda absolutely or it just would have been a little bit more character building for characters that may not have necessarily needed it right because with a lot of the characters which which we'll go into their actions in their wordplay kind of tells you everything you need to know mm-hmm. about them. Yep. Uh, speaking of the characters, there's not one weak actor no, or not actress a- or whatever you want to call it yeah. in this movie. Not at all. And I mean, even even um, even Shuri, she stole the movie. Yeah, to she's, me. yeah. I mean, like, um, wow. If, right? I, if I if I remember directly in the comics, she had a she was prominent, but she wasn't like. She was prominent until she needed to be. Right, exactly. She she was on an as needed basis, but mm-hmm. this but with this, like between her and Michael B. Jordan, like they're wow. like really neck and neck in terms of like if she wasn't in the movie, Michael would have stole the movie. Yeah. But she's in the movie, yeah. so Michael has to take a back seat. Right. And it's only because she's piecemeal, mm-hmm. right? You don't get too much of her wackiness. Right. It's just enough and it's subtle enough to where it feels real. Mm-hmm. Like she's a teenage kid. Who's who's the smartest person in the room almost every single time? Right. So she's gonna say whatever the hell she wants to say, and it just blew my mind. Like it's one of those movies where I just as I'm talking about, it, I just want to see it again. Yeah. It's so good. It's so damn good. Um, how did you like the um, story progression? I thought it was very well paced. Yeah. I thought it was really well paced, and and even and even in the beginning, like where they sort of do a segue into into uh, well ninety two yeah. Oakland. Uh, I, I thought shout out to too short. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I, my immediate fear right there was that they were this is going to d- derail like a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But it was done just right. It was, it was done. Everything was done the, so just right. Yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy because it set the it, this the way this the, the story progression and plot has set um, this, the bar for Marvel movies is really high. It's. I, w- I was going to wait and hold that idea. Yeah, but you yeah. took it from my brain. <laughs> this movie is a call to action, mm-hmm. not just for superhero movies, but for anything that's trying to give a a competent narrative. Yep. This film is really going to. If this is where we're going for upward in regards to like the type of talent and the oh the talent's so good in this movie mm-hmm. and the type of story progression we're going to get. I mean, like, I can't watch, like, Ant-Man and Wasp and then hold it to the same candle as this. Unless it's something nuts and, you know, it's something that's on this level. Mm -hmm. But this is really a call for everyone, you know what I'm saying? And I feel bad for the next superhero movie that has to come out after this because, I mean, how do you do it? Just You're not going to touch it, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, Keeping in mind Avengers, but... Infinity War. Yeah. It's funny. The, the two movies that are coming out this year are two movies that uh, ha, are the best Marvel movies ever, mm-hmm. which is this by this young director in Captain America's uh, uh, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. which is directed by the guys who are doing Infinity War. Right. And I'm just like, Marvel kind of likes to recite, kind of likes to um, get new fresh blood for all their movies. So. And Ryan's already talking about doing a sequel for this. He already has it in his head where he wants this to go. Right. And it's just a shame that certain people can't return with to the ride. Well, we don't know that just yet. 
actually. There, there, there's some theories, but well, we'll go anyway, into it. yeah. Did you want to go into the plot with this one? Yeah, or? I do. Let's go into the plot. It's, so. it's the it's the best. It's I the mean, best. It's, it's the best part of this movie, honestly. All right, opinion. so let's walk through it. Let's walk through it. So. The opening of the movie is this crazy cinematic where they show the birth of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And it's comic book accurate to the point where I almost tear it up. Because yeah. we don't really get that a lot. Yeah. There's always liberties taken. There's always shortcuts made. But in this short little animated kind of origin story, it talks about from the be- from the beginning of time. Right. Vibranium, the strongest metal in the universe, it crash landed in the heart of Africa. And we've built a empire around it with these four warring nations that were fighting over its its their deposits mm-hmm. and the four nations decided that one king shall rule them all and they have these tournaments in which that that king is chosen and f- i guess for the last hundred billion years it's always the black panther that wins because <laughs> i can't think of another time in the comics that anybody else was the, was the king of wakanda other than a black panther right but just talking about that intro, and like you said, like you were talking about earlier, the 1992 intro, that scared me at first. Because like, where are we going with yeah. this? And I was like, is this, I hope we don't spend a lot of time in 1992. That was kind of where that, my head exactly was. That's exactly where my head was. And we kind of see the Panthers, because, you know, am I incorrect in thinking that Oakland, California was where the Black Panthers kind of started oh the bay area yeah the um, bay area they they actually they were the black panthers started in berkeley mm-hmm. actually and then um you know long story short like they they the, the berkeley wanted to get them out of there so mm-hmm. they ignored the bar so they all graduate you know like right. get the hell out <laughs> get but your yeah, diploma yeah, yeah right. uh, the black the black the black panther movement did start in the bay area it makes me fun it makes me think like you can imagine if there was just like a wakandan like representative let's call it the black panther <laughs> oh. that sounds tight son that sounds tight bro uh, oh that's that's so disrespectful but yeah it's super disrespectful <laughs> and i don't mean any disrespect i think i think that would be a cool little comic book you know not there no that'd be great that would be great uh but yeah so we we come in and we see two african-american men roughly in their 20s mm-hmm. um, preparing to do some dirt you know they're they're setting up the guns they're setting up uh an attack pattern and things are starting to jump off and then in the sky, in 1992, mind you, you see a UFO. <laughs> so it's like, how far have they progressed since then? <laughs> Makes you just think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nuts when you think about it. Like, they're already there. They didn't show up in a limo <laughs> or even like a chopper. They showed up in a spaceship that can cloak in 1992. Oh, Lord. Kind of nuts. So we we see the, um, what's the name of the, the all-female fighting force? The, the Jai? Oh, my gosh. Oh my god! I can't. It starts with a D. Yeah, but um, I don't want to butcher it, so I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep it at the all female fighting force yeah. that wears all red and they're badasses. Come to these guys' house; they already know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you see the Black Panther walk in, but you like that the suit doesn't look like the one in the in the mm-hmm. in the trailers. Who's that? Right. And you find out it's T'Chaka, mm-hmm. uh, Black Panther T'Challa's dad in the past. Fun note: the guy who plays. T'Chaka is actually the son of the actor of the older T'Chaka. Oh, really? Yeah, that's real why they look so similar. I thought that it was makes... like a weird CG thing yeah. going on. Yeah, but no, it's actually his actor son. That's that they got for the role. Wow, that's a lot of attention to detail right there. They were like at the premiere. I was like, that's so smart. Yeah. Like, like 
he doesn't have to do much, right? Right. It's, and he acted his ass off, and I thought I was like, is that CG? Are they are they pulling a Robert Downey on this? Wow. No, it's oh. just his his son. Uh, so that that's a lot of depth right there. That's awesome. This, that's is one of those little touches that makes this movie so damn good. So we find out that the two young men, that one of the young men is a T'Challa, um, that's a T'Challa, <laughs> T'Challa, a Wakandan spy who's been kind of implanted into the world, who's supposed to be keeping tabs on the world. But he's grown in his time in the world. He's grown disenchanted yeah. with the way things are going, how African-American men are being treated, how being institutionalized, being uh, mistreated. And he wants to fight back. So... Him and his buddy are going to do that, and his uh, and T'Chaka help me out here because I only saw the movie once. T'Chaka pretty much is like wants to put the the brakes on that, mm-hmm. so that's not really our point here. But it also is going back to that some of some vibranium mm-hmm. was stolen. Right, I'm just remembering that uh, from Wakanda, and, and it had to do with Ulysses Claw, right. who was a villain in Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. um, act, directed by I mean uh, acted by the awesome Andy Serkis. Yes. He kills it in this movie. That guy needs more actual human work. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I know, right? He, he just needs more actual physical work. And um, he comes to find out that his this guy who is the spy actually helped him find Wakanda to steal the vibranium because they wanted to use it in their, in their brand of warfare. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, how did you find me out? And we find out his homie that was right next to him was also a T'Challa spy spying on him. Right. How long do you think they were friends? And he had to keep up that veil for um, him to trust him and, it, it, and bring had, him in. It had to have been quite a while that because be like, because like childhood that, maybe right? Because remember that's to talk to Chaka's brother. Yeah. So not not the not the other spy, not the other spy, but, but the but one who has been accused of of stealing of treason, yeah, kind treason. Of. Yeah. So, so it, he he had to have been t- charged, tasked with in charge with this task for a while. Yes, and he had to have been really gone under a lot of um, not training, but a lot of uh, consultation from T'Chaka to know what he's going to do, what know his, his mannerisms, yeah, mannerisms, his psychology, and all that. Right. So, outside of just observing it on his own, exactly, and keeping his cool, which is crazy. That's yeah. just, I want to see a movie just about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, boy, right. it's like Boys in the Hood, but with like an espionage <laughs> twang to it. Oh my god, freaking dope, dude! But. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, Ninjobu, mm-hmm. I guess that's the the uh, the guy who was the spy spy. Yeah. yeah, pretty much was like, yeah, you gotta have to face Wakanda justice, bro. Like we gotta get on the ship, yeah. <laughs> go on a spaceship. And he's like, no, man, I'm not leaving. And uh, they tussle, and he tries to pull a gun on Ninjobu, mm-hmm. and reactionary, T'Chaka kills his brother in, in co- almost in cold blood. Wait, I thought Ninjobu was the brother. Then who's I think, I think, yeah. Ninjobu is the brother, Yes, right? yeah, Ninjobu is the brother. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm mixing those <laughs> like, up. He's going to clap himself? Like yeah, he was that. just like, yeah, he just broke his own neck. <laughs> <laughs> Put some claw marks in his chest real quick. <laughs> the frame up. So Ninjobu's dead, and Chaka, you can see, he um, he feels kind of bad about it. And the other guy feels, <laughs> he feels, a, little, kind of he feels a little bad about it. Which, which is cool, because... You would expect him to go, no, I killed my brother. But no, he's just like, man, that's kind of messed up. <laughs> he's not really hurt. You don't see the immediate, like, oh, my God, what did I do? Right. He's stoic as hell. He's just like, yeah, that's rough. And his homeboy's like, what the hell just happened? So they break out in their super spaceship, and a little boy sees it from the ground mm-hmm. where they're playing, like, pickup. They're playing, like, 21 or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And for those who don't know, 21 is a basketball game where you have to you have to shoot the ball and, and the first person who makes 21 points wins. I don't know why I just explained 21. This is where we are. So one of my only gripe about this movie is the next scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know what you mean. And that's where we're in present we're in, we're in um, present day uh, Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Civil War just ended. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just a funny place to put it. I thought it was going to be a bit further in the future, but it makes sense. He's he's a fresh new king. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would it would feel kind of I would feel robbed if he would just two years have passed, and he's just a, he's just the man now. Right. He's still adjusting to this kind of role. And they find out that they have a tell on – actually, no. They find out that one of their spies mm-hmm. is in trouble, has mm-hmm. been captured. So they're like – so T'Challa jumps to action, I guess, take his mind off of something. And that needless to say that the person who's actually captured is his ex-girlfriend. Right, right. right. Who plays a huge role in this movie. And she's just an amazing actress. Uh, Peter Nyong'o. Yes. Man. So pretty. Just uh, – just – just a goddess, like in real life. Like if you saw her, she would float. She wouldn't even walk. She just glide, <laughs> glide on divinity. <laughs> Jeez. So we get to the the trailer spot where they're in the ship, and his main general uh, of the female fighting force. I don't want to butcher her name either. Let's just call him Michonne. Let's keep Michonne. It there you go. <laughs> Michonne is like, are you ready? You know, uh, don't freeze when you talk when you see her. I never freeze, you know. <laughs> and he jumps down and he does his uh, super spin uh, reverse cycle crusher where he throws out <laughs> technology. And it hit, and he's, like, taking out these uh, guerrilla soldiers. And this is really the worst scene of the film for me, only because it's so damn dark. Hmm. It's so dark, I can't really see what's happening. That's funny because I saw everything. But anyway. I saw uh, everything. <laughs> it, just, it just reminded me of – it reminded me too much of AVP uh, – Oh, Alien vs. Predator. Alien yeah. vs. Predator Requiem, mm-hmm. where you saw what was happening. I right. mean, yeah, but it could have used a little bit more touch-ups when it came to the lighting. Funny enough, it's really funny you mention that, because that, that was my problem when I saw the trailers. Mm-hmm. Like, trailer in, on the, on you know, the trailer period. Yeah. Like, like, wherever I saw it, I was like, wow, this is, like, really, really dark. Yeah. But in the theater, actually... Uh, maybe 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 it's just your theater yeah perhaps yeah but i but definitely i did have that i I was kind of miffed by that when i saw the trailer i was like because it's well it's a very well put together action scene yeah it's just dark yeah i just wish it was maybe like an octave or two brighter there Mm -hmm. was like some maybe some backlit maybe more light from the actual um transport trucks or something i mean well a real simple fix would be to just uh, adjust exposure but exactly but something as simple as that but it's honestly it's a nitpick Mm mm-hmm because it's still a good scene. It's yeah. a good character it's a, it's development a damn scene. Good scene. And T'Challa just goes and shows you why he's so cool. Yeah. And he's the biggest and strongest and no one can defeat him. He's he's the black Batman with more money and more <laughs> skills and uses magic and can best Doctor Doom and magic and shit. And he speaks with the elder. Oh, man, Black Panther's the coolest. Uh, so he beats everybody up and he, and he, saves, and he saves his, uh, his, girl, his ex-girlfriend. And he freezes mm-hmm. <laughs> very, very hard. And they have a conversation pretty much um, about my dad died. We got to bury him. I'm going to I'm going to reach my ascension mm-hmm. to to be king. I kind of want you to be there. It's like, well, I'm kind of trying to do my spy shit, you know, but if you want me to be there, fine. Right. <laughs> like, so rude. So rude. <laughs> She's so flippant. She's so Sundari. I love it. 
help me out. What else? What else happens after this? Is um, this is the part where they actually go back to Wakanda mm-hmm. and you see the freaking money shot? Yeah, you finally, you finally see. Yeah, he, there's a line where he says, "Not that that's really important, but I loved it." Yeah, go where for he, it. Where he says, "You know, this never gets old. It never gets old." <laughs> and like it shows you them flying into a fucking tree line. You think they're gonna yeah, like, they're do gonna a, just a crash. suicide bomb. <laughs> like, yeah, but, but like, they fly what? right through a, a, a veil. It's almost um, like a five layer. Almost like a, a, a like a like a like a neon Ge- Genesis Evangeline feel. Yeah, when yeah. you break through the five veils. Yeah, to get to Wakanda, and it's this sprawling mix of right. of like Star Trek, and it's a mix of actual Africa, and it's like a mix of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Once, man. Once, it, like, once you go right through that asynchronous uh, field, that disguise, um, you just see this massively just extremely technological but not but not not really future it's futuristic but but not dystopian i don't even know how to describe it's something brand new yeah it's rustic it's yeah it's a mix between rustic landscape and extremely well constructed civilization because there's still straw there's still like straw homes yeah and and there's like straw skyscrapers yeah if you were to naturally, like, if Africa was never like uh, raped of its resources and mm-hmm. kind of like just left to its own devices, maybe this is how it would have looked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Under their own devices, and it's like someone thought that out. Like, one thing this movie better win a freaking Oscar for is its set direction, mm-hmm. its its set its set construction in its landscaping because it's one of the most beautiful Marvel movies I've ever seen, and one of the most beautiful movies I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. It's just, Everything's well done. The cinematography, the that's the word the, I'm looking yeah. for. The cinematography. The cinematography is f- phenomenal. It's probably, it's one of the best cinematography. It's one of the best Marvel movies I, I I can rate in terms of cinematography, and in terms of costume design, um, in terms of you know um, makeup, makeup. The costume design has to win something. Yeah, because oh, yeah. these are some of the best well dressed co- costumes I've ever seen since like, jeez. I can't think of the last movie who had a costume design this rich. You mean just for Marvel or just in general? Just in general. Like, really good. Les Miserables maybe had really good costume design. (laughs) Man, you you went way back. Yeah, man. Like, geez. So they get to Wakanda, and uh, Michonne blows him up. Yeah, he's super freezing. Shuri's laughing at him. And he meets his mom, who was played by the amazing um, Angela Bassett, who Mm -hmm. still looks freaking amazing. Angela Bassett for Storm. I, I don't care how old she is. Just let her be Storm. It's too late now, but it's, I don't care. Yeah, that's weird, man. <laughs> I, I don't mean, care. That's his mom. But okay, uh, actually, okay, actually, one thing that I noticed that was kind of funny. It didn't bother me really because yeah. because it, it's just her. But she's trying to put on the the you know the, the I guess the East African accent. Her accent was kind of dark. And and because it's because she's so southern. Like it, it's yeah, hard to yeah, break that. Yeah, and so like I, I at first I'm thinking, oh shit, she's really got the African accent down. But then I'm then I'm hearing like some Alabama coming out. It depends like, on her what she's how mad she is yeah. in the scene. <laughs> like if she's calm, she sounds like she has it down. Yeah, but she's like my son. She's like my son. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just rolls out a little different. You're like, oh, get him, Angela. Oh, God. I don't care. So we get to the uh, actual scene where he's christened as King of Wakanda. And actually, this is another weak point for me in regards to graphics. Mm-hmm. The special effects were kind of the, the special off effects. On I this think scene. If, if if there's anything I can knock this movie for, it's it's their use of special effects. This movie had a two hundred and like two 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 hundred two million dollar budget, mm-hmm. 
and it, it you feel it in certain places. Certain places, the graphics are amazing. Like your intro to Wakanda is beautiful. But there's little things like when you're on the waterfall and they're doing their rhythmic dancing, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's just like they look like they just copy and pasted humans against this yeah. thing and they're just yeah. kind of doing their baby their circa you know 2001 baby dance <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of whack but everything else is awesome like the costume design the little touches like their body movements mm-hmm. well, you know the little, <laughs> the yeah. little arm the little arm cross nod while he's being christened yeah and it's and they have a thing where it's like any challenger who wants to that has the right to challenge the, the throne Step up and you'll get a challenge. So everybody's like, nah, we respect, nah, we respect. Until my boy comes. Another guy who almost stole the movie, yeah. Umbaku, shows up with his squadron of, of mountain mountain dwellers. And yeah. this is just one of the sects of the uh, tribes that just kind of broke off. Yeah. While Wakanda and everybody else is getting all technological and dope, these guys are like, you guys are, you guys are playing with you know, the fire. We're going to stay up here and keep doing our thing the old ways. And Mbaka, funny enough, in the comics, is called Manape, mm-hmm. which you can see why they didn't call him that in the movie. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Mbaku uh, challenges um, T'Challa by, for the throne. And you get to see what really is going on with uh, Black Panther, that he has powers outside of the suit. Right. Uh, he has heightened senses. He has super strength. He has super speed. He kind of becomes Captain America times two, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and he has like a he has like a, another sense. He almost has like a Spidey sense too, in a weird way, where he just has these heightened senses. And it's because of something called the heart shaped fruit, which is a byproduct of of vibranium mixing with the local plant life. Mm-hmm. And this is something right. that the Black Panthers only receive as the main guardians of Wakanda. Only Black Panthers can really eat our imbibe this stuff but they've also worked out a way to strip it from you Mm -hmm. because once you eat it once you're good it's just in your system and you you can use it but for the test it wouldn't be fair if 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 anyone had to fight this superhuman (laughs) you know more than man do so they strip him of his skill and it's just my it's just boseman out there you know it's just the child of fighting mbaku who's superhuman all by himself Mm -hmm. this guy is a freaking tank uh and he begins losing, which is, of course, he is. It's it's plot, right? Mm-hmm. But his strength is defeated by T'Challa's speed mm-hmm. and his wits, yep. and his his technique is what defeats the over, you know, the saber tooth almost like Mbaku, mm-hmm. and he yields. You can, there's two ways you can actually lose your sovereignty: it's either by wielding or dying. Yeah, and this is kind of yep. rough, but that's just how it goes. So that's the, that's the warrior culture. Though. That's the warrior way, man. Yeah. So um, T'Challa um, wins and he's king. So everything is all hunky dory. They go and celebrate, get drunk, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Wakanda nail, bro. No, that would fuck a me little up. bit of vibranium in there. <laughs> oh, so God. your stomach don't get upset <laughs> or more like it. Anyway, <laughs> blow, blow my uh, genitals off. <laughs> you, you, you drink a cotton beer and your freaking nuts just explode out of your body. This is only for the king. Only his. He's the only man with the testi- <laughs> testicular fortitude to drink Wakandan ale. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm good. Uh, yeah, that's not meant for me. So we get our introduction to our main villains at this point. And these guys almost steal the movie. Like, everyone's so good is, mm-hmm. the, is the thing. There's no weak links. And we get our introduction back to Claw, mm-hmm. who's kind of a different character than he was 
in Ultron. Maybe he's he's a little bit more charismatic. Mm-hmm. But then again, I would say a little more annoying, actually. But he was uh, he was a bit annoying. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it was a little annoying. He was a little extra, but it was needed to offset mm-hmm. the next character who we're introduced to was is Eric Killmonger by the outstanding Michael B. Jordan. Yes, and man, does this dude drip charisma? It's it's crazy. Don't like, you mean swag? Well, <laughs> you know what? This is a Black Panther review. <laughs> Guys, dripping swagoo, ladies and gentlemen. It's too much. I can't. From the moment, you can always tell it's a good villain intro because you have your back to the villain. Yep. Think about it. Yep. Um, Heath Ledger back yep. to, back to the villain. Kingpin back to the, mm-hmm. back to the villain. Um, and he's just he's un he's unrepentantly American. He's African American, dude. It's right. like, and that's another thing that this movie really drives home is the duality of the African human being. Yeah. Are you either you come from the Africa side where you're just Af, you know, you're from Africa, and that's a whole different vibe, right? Or you're African American and you come from a whole different vibe from that, right? You know what I mean? And he's so unrepentantly African American. It's so it's such a refreshing breath of air. To have him as a character in a in a in a film where you you would have thought going in that wasn't going to be represented. Yeah, that, I was a little surprised at that too. I was expecting a lot, him to have a lot an accent of, or right, something. Right? I was, I mean, okay, actually, what I was expecting, and this this actually has to do more with the movie, not with Michael B. Jordan, because yeah. he, he's he's cultured the hell up. He can do whatever he he but, wants, man. Um, I was expecting a little more whitewashing. Wow, term, yeah, no, yeah, right, and, right, and, right. And he he was he was unabashedly. He was, uh, a, he was. He represented what a, not a typical African American would be. He represented but for someone who, some, from where he comes from. He represented where he came from right. so hard, yeah, that it was hard to not to root for the guy. It was genuine. He was it, so genuine. Yeah. That's, that's that's the word. Yeah, it's, everyone's portrayal in this film is so genuine. It mm-hmm. comes from a real place. Yep, a real anger, a real a real dedication, and he's at a museum. I think it's England. Is yeah, London. Are, London. Yeah, it's London. Yeah. And he's looking at um, old artifacts, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, he's playing the fool because yeah. you know that's how you, that's how you do it. You got to play the fool, even though you're the smartest guy in the room." Oh, what's that? You know, oh, this is from the 14th century, um, you know, tribe and yada yada. yada. And he finds uh, a weapon. He's like, "Oh no, that was that was stolen mm-hmm. by the so and sos, but this is actually from Wakanda." Yeah, and yeah. He was saying like, "Oh, because she was trying to say some some BS thing that it's it was taken from a, a 16th century Benin, uh, right? A country Benin." And he's like, "No, it, it, they may have gotten it from Benin, but it was actually stolen from Wakanda." Yes, like being kind of being a little dick. He, he was but. being very. Um, to know about yeah. it, he was, yeah, he's being very matter of fact, and I, and I like that a lot. I love that. Yeah. That's part of his his confidence. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes to see the actual comic book accurate mask, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, what? What's that? What's what, what? What do you like? What's about that one?" He's like, "Oh no, I'm just feeling it." Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that you can was, tell that I, was like ad lib. I loved that though. That it's was so perfect. It's so perfect pitch. And then, and then he actually ends up wearing it later. Yeah, he yeah. keeps it. He yeah. keeps it, which yeah. is so cool. I love <laughs> yeah. it. Little touches, man. This movie's full of little touches. So we see Claw and his squadron come in as the help, which is funny enough. <laughs> think about that. Never, almost in every like infiltration scene, he comes in as the help, which I think is kind of funny. Um, and uh, Killmonger poisons the actual. I think she dies, right? 
Uh, he he incapacitates I, I don't, yeah, her. Yeah, he I don't know. If she, I mean, she probably died off screen. Oh yeah, but, but you don't see her like the. He's like, oh, and then he gets, oh help, please help her, help her, help her, yeah. right? And it causes the distraction for his team to get into place, mm-hmm. and they just murk the entire room full of people to get the actual weapon, which was actually um, built by. It was actually the hilt, mm-hmm. or not the hilt, but the actual. Blade. The head, the head, the head of it was. It was. It was a pickaxe. Actually, it was like a pickaxe or yeah. something like that, yeah. right? It was made of vibranium. Yeah, which makes me wonder why Wakanda wouldn't have snatched that up in the first place. If they, I'm sure they would have known about his existence. Uh, I mean, it's not like this thing has trackers on. I mean, like, I mean, I mean it's, it's it's pretty it's pretty old. It's 16th century. So true. I mean, like, even they may have lost that. Yeah. In the shovel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're so staunch about like keeping their their vibranium yeah. in the house. Yeah. You would think that some Black Panther dropped the ball and let that thing float off into the into the ether. Hey, I mean, shit. You mean, you, I mean, look at you look look at Claw. I mean, he 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 fucking he been he was going to someone's it's like someone going in your backyard and stealing your fucking like your goddamn like, your like furniture and you you don't know piece by piece yeah. you know what i mean like so if if you can't explain that then i'm sure you can probably not explain this yeah, exactly so. and another thing about claws how he eluded generations of black panthers yeah, yeah. for years yeah. it's Which like is, how I, now that how that, did this idiot do it now <laughs> <laughs> he did not seem like a mastermind <laughs> that was like skillfully eluding uh, elusive in yeah. getting out of tight spots. Now that I'm thinking about it, that that does bother me a little bit. Right? Because like, he he's been stealing for them for fucking what thirty years? Yeah, said? straight. But, yeah, like, like Chaka never caught him. Like how are how? you doing this? He's not doc. He's not the leader. You know what I'm saying? He's not some super mastermind. He kind of bumbles his way through yeah. the movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he has connections. And even in Age of Ultron, he bund- he bundled that because yeah. he had a t- he had a ton of uh, vibranium then. <laughs> right <laughs> so he got that stole oh. from Ultron and he got super served and this time <laughs> he just happens to fall backwards into more vibranium he's the he's the Cosmo Kramer of MCU <laughs> villains <laughs> he seemed to be this super genius but no he just kind of bumbles his way through but let's get through this movie <laughs> yeah yeah so they get they get the artifact and it pops up on their radar we have a chance to get claw we have to get Claw. And you see a little bit of uh, Wakandan democracy, mm-hmm. or the lack thereof, right? where right. the head chiefs are like, we kind of shouldn't be going after this guy, just let it, it was whatever. But no, he killed a lot of people, and he stole from our country. We need to catch this guy and bring him back to Wakandan justice. We don't want to do it. T'Challa's like, well, I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, king. <laughs> Gotta love that uh, sovereign democracy. That part right there is, is what is was was a a touch, a nod back to the comic book, the T'Challa. true T'Challa, because yeah. he was just like, like, "I'm doing what I want to yeah, do. I'm going to do it. I am king. You know, if you want, if you want to, you, you can like it or love it. You can <laughs> like it or love it. And if you don't, we can meet at the waterfall <laughs> with your old ass and, and talk it out like, yeah. And I throw you off the, I throw you off the mountain, <laughs> throw you off the waterfall, bro. So, <laughs> so we get one of the best scenes in the movie. Uh, where they actually go hunt down, uh, Claw in South in North Korea, or South, South Korea, South Korea. No, no, no one's going to North Korea. Not there. even Wakanda can get to North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's move on from that. So there. Um. So who goes with him? His um. His ex girlfriend goes yeah. with him, and Michonne goes with him, yeah. wearing a horrible wig, which she hates. It's so itchy. I love it. <laughs> Such little touches. 
And they get into the secret boss casino room. And it always reminds me of this old movie called Deep Rising. Mm-hmm. Where it had the, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the Asian-inspired casino yeah. room right before the monsters rip it apart. <laughs> uh, watch Deep Rising if you haven't seen that, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's dumb and it's dumb fun. So uh, they, it's, it turns into Casino Royale at this point. Find the find the buyer, if, infiltrate the buy, capture the target. It's so cool. It's such a smooth transition into a completely different genre. And then it turns into Rainbow Six Vegas. And then it turns into Rainbow Six Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's so just it's, like it's oh. such a good pull, dude. <laughs> in like a matter of like moments, scenes, it, scenes. It becomes, <laughs> and then it turns into Matrix Revolution. It turns into Matrix Reloaded after, yeah. after a while. So they're in the they're looking out for Claw. Uh, Everett Ross, who is the kind of U- U.S. representative, mm-hmm. he's Steve Trevor in this situation. You know, the um, representative, that's all I'll say. <laughs> and he's there, too, I guess, doing his own. He's infiltrated this as well. And, you know, um, T'Challa says, well, this will get interesting. So he goes to talk to him, and he's like, I'm going to do what I want to do and just stay out of my way. And Everett's, like, putting on that American bravado well, you're going to see about that. You're not right. going to break up this deal. I don't right. care who you are. And uh, Michonne is made um, by one of the guards because she's talking to herself into their <laughs> – which doesn't make sense. You would think they have like te- te- tele- uh, telepathic conversations going on, and, but they're not there yet. <laughs> and the scene is so well done as for an action scene because it goes from them, the shootout in, in the casino – where you see T'Challa just jump a story mm-hmm. pretty much yeah. in the air, which is part of his his um, heart-shaped herb DNA. <laughs> and it goes from there to a, a car chase where his suit just comes on to him because mm-hmm. during this time he had an upgrade right. where he has pretty much a nanotech suit. You know, created just, by his sister. Created by his sister, Shuri. And that's the what are those scene. Right, it, yeah. This was yeah. just had the entire theater rolling, had me rolling. Yeah. Sister is so cool. Where his entire suit fits in the in the teeth of his of his chain. Yeah. Iron Man eats your damn heart out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, it just makes it makes Stark Tech look so lame in comparison. But it's not fair because he's they're technically space aliens, right. Wakanda is. So it goes into the street where she, where uh they're chasing Claw and chasing the vibranium, and it's one of the best scenes in the movie. It's actually probably the best scene, best action scene in the film. Yeah. Because I, I have my problems with the ending, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, any parts of the uh, of that scene that actually c- catch your eye? Yeah, actually, very much. And yeah. it's, it's very unconventional, but I'm going to say it anyway. So Andy Serkis and Everett... Uh, Everett, Everett Ross. Everett Ross. Um if you don't guys don't know this, um, they were also in Lord of the Rings together. Very good pull. And, Very good pull. Um, it, it's kind of funny because they are literally the uh, two Tolkien guys. Mm-hmm. That was a fun the, little the, reunion, yeah, wasn't it? They're, they're, well, what I mean is they were the two token Tolkien white dudes in the movie. Yeah. The, the two token white dudes in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good they were the Tolkien white dudes and they and they were yeah. they yeah. actually were now that I think about it that's yeah. such a play on words I love this damn movie another, another thing um, someone mentioned to me earlier was that look at the colors that T'Challa Michonne and his ex mm-hmm. are wearing mm-hmm. red green mm-hmm. and black which is the colors of the African right. it's just so right. such small attentions to detail I, th- I think of Kenya 
Kenyan, yeah. Kenyan flag, yeah, right? I think so. Oh, man. Or the scene where Andy Serkis' hand splits and yeah. turns into the claw weapon. Yeah. If he did, if he just had a suit, which would have been dumb, and I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been cooler, but yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Right? I'm actually glad they 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 put him in regular clothing. Honestly, yeah, because like it, like he kind of looks like a poacher from Jurassic Park the way he dresses. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that? Isn't that? He looks like that. He looks like the guy from Lost World who wanted to catch a T Rex. Oh, oh, yeah, want to catch only a buck. <laughs> that was like his dad. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> like God. he looks like an African poacher, which is another funny little <laughs> nod to the movie. So the toddler kicks ass. He jumps off buildings. He he reflects off cars because they built in kind of like a super armor mm-hmm. for him. Where the more impact it takes, yeah, it will send it, out a sonic wave at yeah. his command. It, uh, it 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 absorbs a lot of kinetic energy. So it, any any trauma to suit automatically gets absorbed and uh, converted it, it, into kinetic. I wonder energy. if it has a limit. It, it didn't seem to have a limit of. Of uh, energy that it stores. It wasn't just, until he turns into the Purple Panther. <laughs> the more he does it, the more he turns into the Purple Panther. <laughs> which is which is kind of my a little bit my problem with that suit because it it, it and this goes to the special effects. It's a problem with the special. It was yeah. it wasn't very well. It wasn't very well implemented. No, it was it wasn't very well. The suit itself. It looks bad. It looks bad. It looks yeah. badass, but we didn't need that. Mm-hmm. Like I almost. Favor the Civil War suit yeah. to this suit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just I favor I favor that suit. I also favor the way the the way Black Panther his action scenes were in, in Civil War as well. Because well, Civil War action scenes were you know epic. Yeah, but these the action scenes were good in this movie. Yeah, they weren't great. They they you know what I mean. Yeah, they're, that's not yeah. the strong. That's not why this movie is excellent. Of course, of course not. Uh, but yeah, the suit had some was left to be desired, especially when his eyes, when when the whites came up, and you just saw his real human man eyes. I didn't like that. Yeah, and that was like on posters and shit. So they, so they capture Claw momentarily, and Claw's really hamming it up. He's this is where he gets becomes a little annoying, mm-hmm. and uh, during the interrogation scene, uh, he explains to Everett that. El Dorado is not in Mexico. El Dorado was not in South America. It was actually in Africa the whole time. Yeah. And all the treasure hunters were in the wrong spot. Uh, and every, of like the rest of the world is like, oh, this is some weird third world country. Like, no one cares. He's like, no, ask him where he gets his money from. Mm-hmm. And then that question is raised. And T'Challa doesn't lie. Right. But he doesn't tell the truth either. He really... So he 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 flips it. He's like, well, "Are you going to trust the man who's in custody over me?" And then he's sprung out of super jail. You would think this guy would be in some kind of raft like jail cell, right? Like in you know, like a Civil War jail cell. They have him like at the local at the local uh, drunk tank, pretty much. <laughs> like, why is it this guy like some kind of like super prison like in Civil War? I mean, he has a blaster cannon for an arm. He needs to be. You have like, uh, if you can have the Falcon in a super prison, you need to, yeah, you need to put you need to put him in a shield detainer. Container. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Why is it shield? Well, there is no shield at You're this right, point, right? Yeah, but there's the raft that was yeah. in uh, Civil War. So he's sprung by Killmonger and his weird girlfriend that never gets a name. 
which kind of bothers me. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, I could care less. But yeah. <laughs> so T'Challa gets broke off. He actually loses this kind of little quick skirmish mm-hmm. and sees something that really bugs him is mm-hmm. that the guy who captured him has the same ring that he has, the yeah. birthright of Wakanda. Yeah. Right? And this is where the plot gets really great. This yeah. is where the, pro- the plot thickens, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, because he failed to capture Claw. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vibranium, was it Was it seized or wasn't it? It wasn't. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't seized, no, so wasn't. <clears throat> they still have it, mm-hmm. the the uh, the um, vibranium. So he pretty much failed. The hero failed. And he had to go back with his tail between his legs, his panther tail, back to Wakanda and explain that to his buddy who he swore that he would, you know, you know avenge his father because... Uh, get out was like man yeah. I want to go he told get out he couldn't go so get out was real salty about it which makes a super weird character arc for him we'll get into that as well uh, and in the scuffle um, Everett Ross is mortally wounded mm-hmm. almost like a spinal column damage like he was just not under normal circumstances he's finished Yeah. so T'Challa makes an extremely crazy decision goes, goes against which starts his arc Mm-hmm. In in a direction, to where he's going to take Everett to Wakanda to fix him, because no one else in the world is going to know how to do this. And this is where he stops being Marvel Comics mm-hmm. T'Challa and becomes something completely yeah. different. Right. And at first, I was like, "There's no way T'Challa would be cool with that." He wants to he wants to maintain the anonymity of his country over everything in the comics. Mm-hmm. And here, it's like, "Ooh, he's letting the most spe- secret agent man ever. He might as well have Nick Fury in there." I wonder if Fury knew about Wakanda like that. I don't think so. I don't think so. It was on the map on on Iron Man two, mm-hmm. but maybe they just had maybe they had inklings about it. But anywho, so they take um, Everett Ross to um, Wakanda to fix him, which they do like easily. It takes it takes 20, like twelve hours to fix a spinal column damage that was ir- in, irrevocably fixed. So he meets Suri, and they keep him quarantined in the medical bay. And he's just freaking out because it's might as well. He might as well be in um, Asgard, right? You know what I mean, right? And uh, so T'Challa goes back and uh, is kind of chewed out by uh, Get Out. It's like, oh man, you sure are su- you sure are sucking it up as the king so far. <laughs> Your dad couldn't catch this guy, neither can you. Get it together, yeah. you know. Get good, as it were. And then we're reintroduced to Killmonger. At the air, at the air hangar scene, like the the air the um, it's like air, a plane graveyard, yeah. And he just and he, they they get into why did they get into it? I forget. Like why did they actually start arguing um, between Claw and Killmonger? Um, because I think because uh, oh yeah, because Claw didn't he wanted to go by himself or something like that. Claw wanted to cash in the, the yeah he, the, he yeah. The, the vibranium, vibranium yeah. and get and money then, and then. Killmonger wanted to go straight go, to Wakanda. He wanted to go to Wakanda, yeah. and Claw was, was like, like "Dude, oh, no! God, like, why the hell I want to go, go back? <laughs> I barely made it out the first time." Yeah, he's like, "No, you're going to take me to Wakanda." And so they have their scuffle, right? And he kills Claw, mm-hmm. like, which is a big problem with me mm-hmm. because for those who know, Claw is like Black Panther's Joker. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one of his major villains, yeah. major reoccurring villains. And to kill him off in that fashion kind of felt a little, it felt like a step backwards. You know what I'm saying? No, I know what you mean. But on the same token, like, I, I saw that and then I kind of, it, it didn't bother me that much. In a story arc, while it doesn't make sense, it yeah. kind of does in a sense because, like, 
you have and okay there would have been way too much there would have been there would have been a way it was already come you know, going to be a conflict with both claw and killmonger in the same vein have, you know what it does you it makes sense yeah. now that you say it that way if you could have made claw indisposed mm-hmm. you keep him in jail right right so that he could become a, a threat later down the line yeah. and let it be killmonger's show mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't need to die for killmonger to to run the show yeah. you keep him in shield or whoever's custody and let Killmonger, because he already knew the way to Wakanda. He didn't technically right. need Claw for that. Right, exactly. He just wanted him to um, obey his direct order or right. whatever. So that kind of bothered me, especially with the way the movie ends. It kind of leaves things a little closed-ended for me. Because, okay, so there, there's two ways that could have gone down. He the reason, why, the reason why Killmonger wanted him to go with them to Wakanda is because he wanted him to take him as a human prisoner. Exactly. And so that didn't work out that way. So he just produced reason. the body. Yeah, exactly. Because Claw was his end, mm-hmm. no matter what, right? Right, but at the same time, it wouldn't make sense for Claw to be a prisoner in Wakanda of all places. Yeah, like, they right. want this motherfucker dead. They like, just would have killed him. You know, <laughs> Get Out would have killed him the moment he saw him dragged <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, he would have slit his throat. He would have slit his throat. So he kind of did them a favor, right? So after that, uh, they get news. We go back to Wakanda, and they're still having their uh, fallout. Of um, from the failure of of T'Challa, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see here, and they pretty much say that there's a um, intruder on the borders of Wakanda who's spouting all types of crazy shit. And then T'Challa, of course, is like, "Bring him to me." And then we go back to the outskirts of Wakanda, where Get Out finds. I could be Jordan just dragging on body. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's a very good actor. I'm just gonna call, like we're calling Homegrown Michonne. I'm calling this guy Get Out because he's. I mean, good. I, mean I know I know the Nigira. I just forget his name all the time. <laughs> just get out, dude. <laughs> For the sake of this uh, episode, it's just Get Out. Please forgive me. Dude. So Get Out's like, oh, you killed him, huh? And uh, Killmonger's like, yeah, bro. Yeah, you know, I'm about this, about this life. I did, I did, <laughs> I did something that your your king and your stupid kingdom couldn't do for 30 years. I did it five minutes. I need to talk to your king. And so, one of my favorite scenes of the movie is, and Killmonger's theme is so good. Like mm-hmm. the music, mm-hmm. we didn't talk about the music in this movie, the percussions, the you're just waiting for lyrics to drop. Yeah, right. Yeah, almost the whole time. But no, it's just instrumentals. And it's beats, and it's just so, especially when he's on screen, it's so hip hop, mm-hmm. right? And he has on his battle armor that he's wearing for most of the film, which, funny enough, looks a lot like Saiyan armor. And it is, in in a sense, it's based off it's Saiyan. Ba- armor. It's based off of his appreciation of anime. Actually. Yes, it's, he said he based it off when he, he asked for them to design it to like Vegeta's armor. Yeah, which is so dope. Yeah. I love Michael B. <laughs> Jordan so much. He's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I didn't catch it until later. I'm like that's fucking. <laughs> anyway, I don't. I can gush about that about it for an hour. So he walks to the throne, and he's talking very cryptically. He's mm-hmm. almost he's almost uh, peacocking mm-hmm. with them. Oh, it looks this place looks nice. You guys must be real comfortable in here, man. You guys, you guys are living good. And like, who are you, man? Like, <laughs> like why? Why could? Why should I just kill you right now? And which he should have done. Honestly, if it was real life, yeah. the child would have killed this dude just for being a transgressor. He would have had a spear in his ass. Yeah, he would have had a vibrating spear in the throat. <laughs> and he's asking everybody, who I, ask me who I am. How do I know about here? How did I get here? 
You know what I mean? How did I know to kill your your main enemy? And T'Challa's like, I don't even want to entertain it. And of course, Mister Mister uh, uh, Ancestral uh, Couplet. I, I, that's so bad. I'm sorry. I don't hey, know. You only saw it once. You only I saw mean, him like I think it was like Clarence. No, no, I, mean, Williams. I mean, you only saw the movie once. So I mean, yeah, like, I'm sorry. And he, he doesn't even have a name. Anyway. He doesn't have a name. I think it's Clarence Williams the third. Is that Clarence Williams the third? Oh, shit. The guy if it is if it the is guy the, from uh, um, Tells from the Crypt. He looks oh, good if it's him. If no, I don't think it's. I don't him. think it's. Him. I, I think I think it's a local. It must be some other guy. Yeah, because Clarence Williams, even with prosthetics, he wouldn't have been able to play that role so well. Yeah, because he would have overacted his ass off. But Homeboy gives in and says, who who are you? And he declares that he is the son of Njobu, um, in, in in the, the brother of T'Chaka mm-hmm. and rightful heir to the throne of Wakanda. And it's a giant revelation. Everybody's freaking the hell out. He's lying. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Shows off his ring, says, hi, auntie. One of my favorite lines in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, T'Challa's kind of thrown for a loop because a scene prior to this, um, T'Challa confronts um, Forrest Whitaker yeah. about why would this guy have a ring? Mm-hmm. Explain to me what's happening. I'm not supposed to tell you. The, my king told me not to tell you. I'm your king yeah. now. Yeah. You need to explain this to me because you guys' sin is coming back to haunt me. The sins of the father mm-hmm. are haunting the son, which is another strong through line for this yeah. movie is that the old ways in tradition have poisoned the future and may it be the poison of uh, Michael B. Jordan's character, Killmonger's inside poison or the poison of the throne that now T'Challa must inherit. And it puts him in a bad situation, puts him in a bad place. So uh, he has to clean up this mess now. One other thing I do like about that, the way that plot took that turn is that T'Challa idolized his father a lot. He yeah. idolized them a lot. Absolutely. And Absolutely. it was it was really interesting and, and very I thought it was very well done how they showed like he finally starts started to see like, wait a minute. The cracks in yeah. the man. Yeah. And one of the best lines in the movie is, you know what, T'Challa, you're a good man. Mm. And it's very, very hard for good men to be kings. Yeah. And it's just it hits me right in the yeah. chest. So like you can't lead you can't lead without having some hardness to you and making decisions that may be contrary to the common good. And T'Chaka made that decision the night he killed his brother. Yeah. And and not just that, left his son, mm-hmm. a Wakandan prince in America to toil through the foster care system yeah. in Oakland, California, uh, rep- Oakland represent. Um, and it left, it left a scar on everyone involved, the entire sovereign nation of Wakanda, and the the other side of the equation, uh, the son of, you know, the brother of the king, and this is the sins of the father coming back to roost, and Michael and uh, Killmonger wanted nothing to have with Wakanda in itself. He didn't mm-hmm. care. He wanted to use it for what his main motivation was, which was liberation. Right. His main motivation was you guys are so comfortable here on Mount Olympus that you don't see the struggle of our people mm-hmm. in the real world. You don't see us being subjugated and being lied to and being raped and pillaged mm-hmm. and, and, and mutilated and manipulated. There's so much you guys could do, but you choose to turn a blind eye. That ends now. I want the crown. I'm going to change things. And they're going to know about Wakanda one way or another. We're going to reset the clock. 
and we're going to be on top this time. And as a black man, it's really hard to, mm. not to fight that feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it's hard to be like, he's a villain. Cause it, it, it is. But at the same time, <laughs> it's like, crazy. But, but you, you, I, I immediately started looking at the macro view of it all and how much, how much havoc that would wreak. You can't have creation without destruction, man. I mean, for all people, not just for, for everybody. Like, and, but that was the way it was originally. Right. They, they, they destroyed Africa right. to make America. Of course. In yeah. any other country that wanted to nitpick off what was happening, mm-hmm. it would take, if you reverse that, mm-hmm. it would take America to be destroyed, to colonize, to colonize Africans and African Americans and African um, UK mm-hmm. and African Jap- Japanese or whoever across the world to be the leaders of the world. Right. And with this technology and with this scientific d- development, it would be a cakewalk. Mm-hmm. Right. And Get Out made a good point where he was like, the world out there is catching up. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at cats like Stark and like Pym, and they're doing stuff that's kind of starting to rival what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's going to start to get to the point where you're either the conqueror or the con- conquered. So we need to get off, take a share to get off the pot when it mm-hmm. comes to this now. And that's another part of this movie is about, is about heritage versus common sense. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Do you do what you've been told or do you do the right thing? Is in though the, the two aren't mutually inclusive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it made you really feel where Killmonger was coming from. Did he approach it right? Hell no, because he's no, a, he's, a, he's a uh, Killmonger. He's a, literally a Killmonger. So from this point, he invokes the right to challenge the throne. Mm-hmm. And it's like it would take weeks for us to set that up again, man. We had dances and barbecues yeah. and all yeah. that. <laughs> can't do it. It's like, I don't need everybody there. I just need you. Mm-hmm. And I need to uh, know I I can I, I will kill you and take your throne and use it to how I want to use it. So they set up like a weird little covert meeting on the waterfall. They strip him of his powers again. And T'Challa gets his ass kicked. Like, like he loses hard. And part of me makes me feel like Batman can't lose. How does Batman lose a one-on-one fight fair and square? <laughs> well, firstly, Michael B. Jordan is ripped to shit in this movie. Like, he's just, he's jacked out of his mind. And Bozeman could have used a little bit more time in the gym, but that's another weird little nitpick. And two, for me to justify it as a comic fan, I think that T'Challa totally underestimated this guy. Mm-hmm. He totally, under, he didn't take the fight seriously. His hubris. His, hu- his hubris was mm-hmm. extremely bruised mm-hmm. and, and killed by this kid who came out of nowhere. He's only been here a couple of hours. And he's taking off his armor, his Vegeta armor. And he's like, I've killed all across this country. I've killed all across the world. Mm-hmm. Every little notch on my skin is a, is a body I've claimed. His whole entire chest. And we didn't even see his lower part. Probably, yeah. His whole body's probably covered in these little knots, yeah. which is actually African, uh, uh, which actually has African roots to it as well, which is kind of cool. He's like, I've killed, I've killed all these people, even my own countrymen just for the opportunity to be here right now and kill you. Because the child had the arrogance to say, you can stand down if you want. Because everybody was like, this guy's going to get mopped. The child has been training for this his whole life. You know, right. he's, a, he's a trained warrior, scientist, sorcerer, businessman, king. Mm-hmm. Freaking Black Panther's too cool. So he gets his ass nice and kicked. He gets thrown off the waterfall, like classic. And that's actually a scene from the comics mm-hmm. uh, with... 
uh, Killmonger defeating him in such a fashion. Mm-hmm. Everyone cries and freaks out. It's like, I'm king now. <laughs> but the theme music, <laughs> theme music kicks on and he gets to work, right? So um, his direct bloodline, his mom, uh, his sister are planning to leave because if they don't leave, he's probably going to kill them, mm-hmm. right? And Michonne has a has a, a crisis of conscience, which is another really cool, which goes back to heritage versus the right thing. Right. Where it's like, you have to come with us and help protect us. We're going to get out the country because we need to figure out a way to get this guy out of here because he's going to destroy our, he's going to destroy the, infra- the infrastructure of our entire nation overnight. Mm-hmm. We need to do something now. Well, he's my king now. And I have to protect him no matter what. And he, it was fair and square. I'm, my heart's with you, but my body and my mind and my skills are with him. And for a second, I wasn't even mad at her. No, I mean, you think in your, in these movies, you're usually like, "Oh, screw her, man. Yeah. She's not about." No, it comes from a pure place. Yeah, and you don't even in my heart, I didn't even feel any kind of anger for her. She had to do what she had to do, and she's the general. Right. So, she, if anybody has a staunch devotion to the throne, it's her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I love that little part that Michonne got to, act, to stretch her acting chops with, and it gave her another whole another level of um, another layer to pill on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so their plan is to take Everett, uh, Shari, and Ange- um, um, Angela Bassett to the ape tribe because it's like, who else is strong enough to fucking fight this guy because he's insane and he's obviously going to get the um, heart-shaped uh, the heart-shaped uh plant and become mm-hmm. just as strong as T'Challa, if not more bloodthirsty, mm-hmm. who's going to actually fight him like that? And so they go to the uh, the mountain tribe to mm-hmm. go see M'Baku. And during this time, one of my favorite scenes in the movie happens where uh, Michael B. Jordan, Killmonger, is going through the the uh, actual... The ritual. The ritual yeah. to become Black Panther. Yeah. And they do, they, they do the exact same ritual and give him a spirit walk as well. Mm-hmm. But when you open to his spirit walk, it's his old apartment. Yeah. And in the background is the spiritual plane, mm-hmm. bl- purplish blues, and it's so pretty and cool. Yeah. And you have the one-on-one between his father and Michael B. Jordan. It's some of the best acting in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget, I forget the actor. He was in This Is Us. He won an, he won an mm-hmm. award, Academy Award, for his portrayal. Uh, I forget the name of that show, but he's like, "No tears for me." He's like, yeah. "You're not gonna cry. You you seen your father." He's just like, hey, dad, the way it is is people die. I learned that on the streets. I learned that being a, a black ops spook, mm-hmm. you know, and just just the way it is. It's, it was so touching. It's so crazy how they pull that off. And it's such, and that's the moment where the movie is telling you you're going to care about our villain. Mm-hmm. It's it's the nail in the coffin. Like, you're going to care about this villain. And um, so after that, we get to M'Baku and the squadron, and they're like, We've stolen the last of the heart-shaped fruit because this idiot, um, Killmonger, just burned it all. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like, he's like another Black Panther. That sounds dumb. It's just me. Yeah. It's going to be me. <laughs> a thousand years Rick and Morty. Yeah. A, thousand, you know, yeah. a thousand years Killmonger. Burn all this. Burn it down. But that, but that's part of his training as a as a as a deniable ops. You know, Thank you. I was going to yeah. to destabilize the region and to destabilize the government so that something else can come in and easily take it over. Yeah. Destroy old tradition so that your doctrine is un is unwavering. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure they had like a weird little cut where they had more 
Probably, yeah. fruit, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They had, it has to be a s- original source where it came from. Mm-hmm. Anywho, this is just me theory crafting for the next movie. It's not like they're going to take his powers away again. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. So yeah. Mbaku's like, I need you need to come with me in in a bit of plot armor mm-hmm. or plot um, plot armor. I call it yeah. what it is. They just happened to find a comatose T'Challa, <laughs> and they brought him to the mountain. He's like, oh, wow. <laughs> well, one of our fishermen saw him floating in the ocean <laughs> randomly on the brink of death. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I, I laughed actually really hard. It's super dumb. It's so dumb. I'm like, what? I, I can suspend belief as much as the next guy. But T'Challa's dead, dude. <laughs> he the, the fisherman would have been down there fishing and just saw the body drop from orbit and be like, oh. Like some alternate carbon shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His stack was perfectly aligned. His stack wasn't damaged, so he was fine. My king. And he ran over there and got him. Gave him some juice to the body, body code. Hiked him up God knows how long to the mountains. On, on ice. On ice. So he had ice on him. Yeah, bricks of ice on them. These guys aren't technological, so it would have been like on the back of a hut, of a of a of a cart oh, or something. You know, drug by like donkeys or something. My king, <laughs> is your stacking tact? <laughs> Let me check. You're, oh, no neck damage. Good, good, good. Let's go ahead and swap out this stack for a new oh, sleeve. Oh my god. Oh, uh, watch Alter Carbon, dude. It's dope. Anyway. That's another oh. plot point <laughs> that I just kind of, after in, in retrospect, like, that shit is dumb. <laughs> so he's like, I find it weird that M'Baku just didn't take the freaking heart-shaped heart-shaped plant, become a super god, and take use this chance to uh, take over the throne. But he had a certain respect for T'Challa. Yeah. And I, he owed, like, a life debt you, to him. Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. That's precisely why he didn't. Because he cause th- th- M'Baku wanted to kill, kill him. Yeah, he was like... You guys are sitting up here fat, you know, yeah. chilling with your weird technologies and you're disrespecting the old ways. Yeah. I'm gonna take over and set this shit back. Yeah. And he lost fair and square. Yeah. And he owed him he owed his life to T'Challa because T'Challa could have been an asshole and just killed him. Yeah. But because of that, he gave his family a pass. Mm-hmm. He helped him and T'Challa got the uh heart shaped uh heart shaped herb again, went on his spirit journey again and confronted his father. And it's like Dude, why didn't you tell me that I had a, a, a nephew, a cousin floating around that could have been a problem? Why did you tell me you killed my uncle? Makes sense because I never heard of him ever again. Yeah. You know? Because <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> he would have roughly been around the same age. Right. Where's Unki where's Yumbaka? <laughs> he, he went to the movies. <laughs> He's never coming back. He went to America movies and they got him. What? Are we going to bury him? Nah, now nah, they disintegrated him. <laughs> he special got, guns. Yeah. That's special, another pothole. Special hole. beam cannon. <laughs> These is brown bottoms. These is Namek shoes. Oh, geez. So T'Challa confronts his dad. And he he gets the answers he wants. He gets the uh, the reserve to set his new way. As this is a total offshoot of the actual character where he's like, no more are we going to block our borders. I will make it my life's mission mm-hmm. so that this doesn't happen again and that we're open and freely communicating with the world around us because yeah. because of that, because of that alienation, we've created a monster that I now have to take care of because of your mistake. Yeah. And the rose-colored glasses on his father dropped and he saw the man behind mm-hmm. the mantle. And that's what he had to find within himself. You know what I'm saying? The man behind the mantle. 
So he finally became, I think after he's he was resurrected, that's when he was actually king T'Challa. Yeah. He was king at that point because he he learned to curve his hubris. He learned not to look a gift horse in the mouth. Mm-hmm. He learned what has to be done to right his to right the wrongs of his of his country. So we we reached the climax of the film, which I have huge problems with. And jeez, I'm sorry. I know, I know why you have a problem with it. However, I, it, honestly, I don't It's too expedited. Mm-hmm. My big problem with the ending is that what happens is um Killmonger's already sending ships out. Like we're gonna we we're gonna send these weapons out to our uh war dogs in the world and they're gonna be gun runners. And we're gonna spread these out to all the African Af- Africa adjacent uh, uh camps and we're just gonna wreck shit on my on my the ready. So he's already sending stuff out. He already has his uh Prince Zamunda jacket. He stole the second uh uh Black Panther armor, the gold one right. for himself. <clears throat> And he's just running shit, right? And uh, T'Challa shows up. Am I skipping anything? Uh, not, no. It's pretty, that's pretty much yeah. the progression. Yeah. He has an argument with uh, with Michonne for a second because mm-hmm. she's like, this is madness. And he says, no, this is Sparta. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's just like, whatever. You know, Wakanda, get it right. Wakanda forever. Mm-hmm. So T'Challa shows up. He makes a good point. I never conceded, and technically you didn't kill me. Mm-hmm. So the so the actual blood oath uh, uh, thing is still going. I can I can still defeat you from my throne. Yeah, but then he was like, "Fuck that, kill him." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that part. He's like, "Nah, I'm dead at that." He's like, "So hood." He was like, "Nah, I'm dead at that." Nah, that's that's over. And everybody's like, "You can't do that yet. You can't dead it. No, that's that's wrong. That we have to stand around and watch them two fight." Yeah. And. Uh, let this resolve itself but get out doesn't feel that way he's like no just rush t'challa <laughs> this guy who i've been cool with my entire life probably trained with my entire life i'm going to kill him now because he failed to kill claw and i'm totally backing a man i've only met 24 hours ago because from the day from the moment that killmonger showed up to this point it was overnight yeah you know what i'm saying it was overnight get out get out's level of discernment is so low it's really low, it's, and that's it's my like problem. Non-existent. <laughs> that's my super problem is that he let loose his entire army against Wakanda because he disagreed. He slightly disagreed with the way T'Challa wanted to run things, and he let himself be seduced so hard by Killmonger that he was just going to fight, like just flat out war, like. <laughs> Like you, like you just had some, you just had like a, a beer with these dudes just last yeah, night, and all night. of a sudden, all he must have gamed them up hard. Like, look, <laughs> bro, we gonna go in here, we gonna infiltrate, we gonna di- we gonna dissect. I know how to do this, man. We are gonna have it done in twenty four hours, man. You gonna be in like, you know where? You ever been to Washington? Bro? <laughs> Washington's popping, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You ever been to? You know what Los Angeles is, dog? They got so many girls, dog. <laughs> Man, your wife not gonna care. She gonna be stuck here, dude. I'm gonna leave her at the house, bro. It's gonna be so popping, dude. So many girls, dog. Get out! Was like what? We gonna hit up Club Envy. We go, man. We gonna hit up Club Envy, dude. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna let you meet Ice Cube. <laughs> I know Ice Cube, bro. We, we, we gonna drop a beat. Wakanda Forever mixtape. We have Kendrick on it. It's gonna be dope, dude. Anyway, he gamed him up super hard, 
And that's my biggest problem with this whole movie is this end scene because mm-hmm. it's really unrealistic. Realistically, Get Out would have been like, fuck, man. Like, all right, fine. Let's, let's finish the actual thing. And they would have had a nice, quiet fight mm-hmm. together to which the hero would have eventually won. Mm-hmm. But no, we need our giant war scene with a damn cinema, animatronic <laughs> rhinos and shit. Ugh. That part, that part rubs me the wrong way. So it's three t- It's a three-tiered battle scene, which Marvel does really well. Mm-hmm. The first tier is um, the female fighting force mm-hmm. taking on the new evil Black Panther, which mm-hmm. is Killmonger, who easily defeats them, of course. Mm-hmm. The second tier of the fight scene is T'Challa fighting off an entire army by himself and winning, mind you, <laughs> because he has that sick uh, sound sonic boom infinite sonic hurricane move he has. And he, and he throws a vibranium sonic spear at an airship and, and destroys it. Oh, that was so cool. <laughs> oh, my God. He does like a giant. He, he does like a, a – he keeps doing cycle crushers in midair. The light gleams off his suit. He drops to the ground. He just takes a spear and throws it at an aircraft carrier and just drops it out the air. It's the dopest like one scene ever. I, I marked out so hard. Thank you for reminding me about that. <laughs> Like what the hell? Why is he so dope? That 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 was just outrageous. Outrageous, <laughs> dude. So the, so there's a big war happening. The third tier of this is that is that the Wakandan ships are going out into the world and they can't get out of that weird AT field barrier because once mm-hmm. they're out there, they're gone. Mm-hmm. So Everett from the uh, te- technical lab slash med bay, yeah, has to pilot has to remote pilot one of their ships to take them down. Mm-hmm. So he's given something to do. So everybody has something to do at this point. Um, we were talking about that fight scene where Get Out rides a mechanical uh, uh, rhinoceri. Well, it wasn't mechanical, but yeah. It might I mean, as well because the CG was so bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, this, the CG is the weakest. Man, Black Panther 2 is going to look so damn good. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, um, T'Challa finally gets to the point where he's going to start fighting Warmonger, or, or Killmonger, rather. And someone mentioned to me earlier, it's like, did you notice that they're actually fighting on an underground railroad? Yeah, yeah. Um, I noticed that too. One that Shuri, the one that Shuri made to yeah, transport the... Uh, the transport vibranium because it's so powerful that he needs sound dampeners yeah. to keep it at bay while they take it from one place to another for their experimentations. Right. And it also balances out their powers of the suit mm-hmm. so they can just fight each other as men. And of course, um, Killmonger's kind of trying to sway T'Challa to his not really sway T'Challa to his way but I'm going to kill you and I'm going to tell you why mm. and they have and they fight it out and they fight it out and it's a pretty cool fight scene and then um, Everett stops the planes uh, get out yields to Michonne and T'Challa defeats Killmonger mm. with a kill blow from a weapon from what was it like a spear or a blade uh, it, was a, it was a spear a spear they, they, a spear, spear tip they, right yeah a spear tip yeah Spirit chip to the heart, right? And I get it. He, sh- he could have won that fight mm-hmm. because now he's taking this, this situation more seriously. And I think he fights better as Black Panther than he does as T'Challa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He, has, mm-hmm. he just has more a better grip on his abilities that way. Mm-hmm. And um, they have the Blade 2 scene where they go greet the sunset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, we can kind of heal you, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, we can save your life if you want. And Killmonger's like, what, to just enslave me? Or not enslave me, but imprison me? Yeah. And keep me here in Wakanda forever in prison? He was like, nah, bro. You can um, bury me in the ocean with all the, um, with my brothers who jumped from the slave ships. 
because they knew that death was better than bondage. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the quote that you mentioned at the beginning of the review. Mm-hmm. That was a bit on the nose. <laughs> but, man, did it suck the air out of the, out of the theater. Everybody was like, whoa. Yeah. That is the line of the movie. It's the line of the movie. You can't. Yeah. And Killmonger dies, which is a big problem. Or does he? Or, I, I need to hear these. <laughs> I need to. He super dies. Dude. Like, <laughs> T'Challa watched him die and just stared at him. That dude can't be floating around in the world. He's too powerful, dude. He's too He's too swagged out. You take the armor for him. You take the chain off his neck. You deactivate. You bury him in the ocean like he wanted to. Let somebody un somebody will unearth his body. You, you have to cremate that fool. <laughs> no, I mean, and animize his, uh, and, and keep him on an urn in, in in the depths of Wakanda. You can't have him floating around, dude. Just have the high evolutionary come and take him. The high evolutionary is <laughs> an asshole. Well, okay, first of all, for those who don't, don't know, what the high evolutionary is he's the biggest ass pull in Marvel history. So the high evolutionary is the dude who just sits around and makes like he's like the island of Doctor Moreau, man. He might as well be Sauron. <laughs> Fucking Sauron. Uh, the higher, okay, you, you started something. The higher evolutionary <laughs> is the dude who watched over, uh, okay, it's, it's really convoluted. So when Magneto was a kid and he escaped um, the, the camps or whatever, mm-hmm. he fled to the mountains. And in the mountains, he found a sheep woman or something like that. It was a weird sheep woman. There was a whole uh, village of, um, of uh, animal people. And they were created by the high evolutionary. And the high evolutionary's power, if you want to call it that, is that he can pretty much, he's the master of manipulating genetics. Mm-hmm. He can turn anything into anything, which is kind of weird and gross. He's almost <laughs> like a mist, he's like a, a more powerful Mr. Sinister, which is a whole, I can't get into this right now. When I say a name, then I have to explain that. And it's going to keep going into a giant circle. Hashtag, uh, I'm just going to make this podcast explicit. Hashtag fuck the higher evolutionary. <laughs> I hate that character so much because he was like he befriend because uh, Quicksilver and like uh, Scarlet Witch were raised by the by the Goat Woman. That's why they were gypsies. And the Goat Woman was reporting to high evolutionary and like marking their power outputs and shit. <laughs> I hate the high evolutionary so much, dude. Anyway, we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. So don't you love how three loops? Yes, I love it. It makes me so mad. I'm going to go home and draw the high evolutionary now. This big red bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so everything goes back to normal, except for T'Challa has a heavy heart because he has to make a big decision. And the decision is that he's going to create an embassy in the, in the world, in the U.S., in Oakland, in mm-hmm. California. And he wants his, his, girlfriend, his, ex, his girlfriend at the time, because they, they make back up, to be kind of like the peace ambassador in a weird way for Wakanda. And he wants his sister Suri to help with the transfer of technological information, what to tell them, what not to tell them. Because yeah. I'm under, I, I'm sure they're not just going to give them full No, botch. no, no, no. no. That's, they're going to piecemeal that yeah. shit. So, and it's it's based, on, and it's starting at the block pretty much because he bought the block. Yeah. Of where his his uh, uncle died, yeah. and where Killmonger was raised, and um, that kind of is where the movie ends. It ends on a very high note. It ends on an inspirational note where a kid asks him, "Well, who are you?" Yeah, and of course it does the smile. It's Black Panther yeah. credits, right? And you want to talk about the two yeah, stingers? Yeah, we have to because it's actually super important. Okay, I'll talk about the second one. You talk about the first one. 
I want to talk about the second one. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Right. okay. We'll, we'll talk okay. about them both, but okay. you start. You start right. with, with the first one. So T'Challa, um, T'Challa is, I think he's from the UN at this point. He, yeah, he's in front of like the United Nations or something. He's talking about, you know, how he wants to make Wakanda more of a, of a productive, you know, member to the UN. Right. And they ask, basically ask him like, hey, you know, like, that's cool and all. Um, and, you know, your father was great, but what what do you have to offer? And then he and smiles. Right, but he smiles right before he's going to say, you know he's going to say, he's going to say, yeah. brain him. Yeah. But it ends there. And then you go on to the regular credits. And one thing he says that is very poignant. He says that. Um, oh yes. Um, do you know the line? Because I don't want to butcher it. It's um, a good line. Oh my god! It's no, like I, I know the I know the general. The gist of it. It's yeah. like uh, it says something like ignorant men build walls, right? Whereas, but, where, but but leaders build, leaders board, build, build, build borders. Bridges. No, build bridges. Build bridges. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. And we have to have this mindset if we're going to evolve as a people, right? As a people, as a as a race of humans on Earth, right? And then, of course, the stupid American says, "Well, what are a bunch of farmers going to contribute to the United Nations?" Right? And they just and all three of them just look at each other like this this idiot. He has no idea. <laughs> so the second stinger is we open up in a hut in Africa, and these little kids are just staring at something really yeah. hard, staring at something really hard, and you're just and they're laughing. And you see the camera shake, and they run out of the hut, and Siri's there. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you guys leaving? You guys messing with him again? Ha yeah. ha ha! Children, yeah. they run out, and walks out is uh, is Jesus himself, <laughs> <laughs> Stan Sebastian Stan yeah. as the Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier Bucky yeah. Barnes, in full African regalia. He looks right. so cool. Yeah. His hair is all long. And she's like, "How you feeling?" He's like, "I'm feeling great." Right. He's like, "You can." It's like, "Okay, that's cool, but we got so much to teach you. Come on." Yeah. And that's that stinger, where it's like Bucky healed mm-hmm. with all the training he had before. On top of that, Wakandan training right. is a problem. He is going to be a beast. Yeah, because you, well, and this is all you have to remember what what the kids call him. They call him the, the White, White Wolf, Wolf. Yeah, which has comic book, which has Black Panther significance. Right. He's one of he's one of Black Panther's greatest allies. Yes, and I think I think I I know the reason they did that. It makes I, sense. It, it combines made, two characters. Yeah, it kills two birds with one stone. Yes, and then it also drives home the narrative of you know T'Challa. He, T'Challa wanted this, this man dead. Yes, because he killed his father. Yes, even though it wasn't him who killed his father, it was. It the, was. The, the, it was the whole situation right, with yeah. Zemo yeah. and Civil War. Yeah, exactly. So, um, making someone whom he well, first of all, T'Challa. He, the fact that he even let this, even let Winter Soldier stay there to be hidden with him, because he's a he's a worldwide terrorist. He's a worldwide terrorist, and at the end of the movie, that's not resolved. Right. Exactly. You know, he's not he's not um you know you know he's not pardoned on right. any of the stuff they said he did. Right. So right. he's harboring a fugitive of law to the earth right. at this point. So that alone is is a sign of maturity. Right. Not none, nonetheless, them healing him. Mm-hmm. And teaching him their ways mm-hmm. to trust him because at the end of the day, he didn't do it. Right. And he was a broken man. You know what I mean? A broken toy. What did Siri say? Oh, I get. I have another broken white boy oh, yeah. to fix. <laughs> a little throwaway line in yeah. the middle of the movie. And like you said, the white, the white wolf is a big, almost like 
outside spy mm-hmm. for Wakanda. And he has a suit and everything. Yeah. So I wonder if they're going to do that in Infinity War. They probably won't. Probably cause, won't. Cause, uh, you probably see, save you see, it. You see, you see him in his Winter not winter, Well, yeah, his Winter Soldier. But Marvel album. is weird about that. They will give out weird red herrings. <laughs> like like with um, Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. in the trailers, they had him with both of his eyes. Spoiler right. for Thor Ragnarok. But Thor damages his eye mm-hmm. a ton. But so in the movie, in that exact same scene, he doesn't have he doesn't have an eye. Right. So Marvel's weird about that. They will change a trailer just so that it's thematically succinct with what people know. Right. And it hides right. what people don't know. Like the original trailer had Captain America running towards the screen mm-hmm. in Civil in uh, Infinity War, but the trailers now have him with the right. Wakandan weaponry because yeah. I'm assuming that Wakanda is going to harbor all of the new Avengers are the capside Avengers from Civil War. They're going to harbor them all because you see scenes in Infinity War where... They look uh, a lot like Wakanda. It looks like Wakanda. They're in Wakanda putting their stuff together and probably Siri laughing at their garbage tech. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So you see Black Black, uh, Widow there. You see uh, Banner there. Mm -hmm. Now he got there so fast. You see see Michonne. You see Michonne there. You see... It would be stupid for for them not to be in the movie, though. You think Siri's going to be in it? She, ha- she, she has, has to. to be, man. She has, she has after, to. After those, uh, those, uh, those, uh, God of War, um, lion fists. Yeah. She, yeah, like, she, she, has, <laughs> she had the God of War lion <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, oh, she, yeah, she, she has had the to. Thundercats fist, dog. <laughs> yeah, she, had, she had the Voltrons. <laughs> she had the Voltron hands, dude. I was waiting for her to pull out the sword. It was awesome. So the movie goes off to, uh, to the weekend, and I'm just floored by this freaking movie. Absolutely floored. Like, like we talked about earlier, and I wanted to save to the end, but it makes sense to talk about it again, is that this really sets a new bar mm-hmm. for comic book excellence. That your movie doesn't have to be serious for people to take it seriously, because this movie had tons of fun in it. Mm-hmm. had laughs. It had action. But at the same time, your movie doesn't have to preach, which yep. just doesn't preach. It just It's represented well through the actions and the, and the tone of the movie. It speaks for itself. Yep. It doesn't have to point its finger and say, blackity, black, black, blackity, black. It just does it because yeah. that's the nature of the film. The only preachy thing about this entire movie is the Michael B. Jordan line, which is great. Right it on. was great with great delivery, but come on. Yeah, I it's mean, pretty on the nose. Yeah, it's whatever. Anyway. Um. <laughs> anyway, what are your last, what are your, your final thoughts on this bad boy? Like, what, what, what did this movie leave you feeling like in regards to where we go from here? Oh. I it, the question was going to be easily answered until you said that. <laughs> that last okay, part. leave that part out. Okay. You, you want to answer that separately? That's fine. How does it make you feel? It, it makes it makes me feel as though Marvel, not even Marvel, just that a, a director like Ryan Coogler can take something so huge mm-hmm. and do this with the budget that he had, mm-hmm. and still make it to where virtually everybody loves this movie. That, Except for like the white supremacists who are trying to like bomb and yeah, shit. I mean yeah, the, but that the, doesn't count. I mean the the alt writers, the alt writers that, that had nothing to do with that. That's just them being assholes. This is assholes being assholes, but, but the real like consensus of yeah, this movie the is normal that people, normal sane people. Yeah, they I haven't met a person who hasn't liked this movie yet. Like a like a real human. like a real person yeah. who's not. It's everyone the head. like yeah. everyone. Either they love it or they like it. Yeah. No one said, "Oh, that movie's garbage." Yeah. I've listened in preparation to this. I like listening to reviews myself. Mm-hmm. So I listen to a ton of YouTube reviews, and even guys who have problems with, like, I have problems with this yeah. movie. I'm not going to say this is a perfect movie. No, no, not not not. But at all. 
like you said, given the source material, yeah. given the money they had, and given the time that this movie, the time frame this movie takes, it's a, it's a two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, this isn't a three hour bloated exploration. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a clean two hours and fifteen minutes. It's a master stroke. Right from someone for someone, this is their third movie. Yeah, yeah. That that's that was my next point. Like that that <laughs> like that that gives me a lot of hope. That gives me so much hope. Yeah, that they're gonna get this. They're gonna let this young man kind of do whatever he wants. Yeah, and he deserves it. He, yeah, he on he's worked hard. Every movie he's done from Fru- from Fruitvale um, Station to Creed, mm-hmm. he reinvigorated the Rocky franchise almost effortlessly. Right, and you give him actual. Marketing, you get you you spread the word enough for people to want to go see it, and it's the it's the second best Marvel movie ever made. Yeah, and this guy is only getting started. Right, he's such a young man. You know what I mean? And he has the right people around him, and he doesn't falter. That's another thing. I'm really happy that Marvel let him make a movie because mm-hmm. so many f- studios, Sony, mm-hmm. uh, Warner Brothers. Columbia, Fox, they interfere so much with the with the director's vision that it becomes either the same thing or it becomes something horrible. Mm-hmm. And they let Kugler do what he wanted to do with the film. And what he did was beautiful. Yeah. It's nothing short of beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and funny enough, I was, you, you reminded me, I don't know why you reminded me of this, but another, another throwaway line that, um, that Shuri says to uh, Everett, and she says something like, "Calm down, colonizer." Yeah, colonizer. <laughs> and then There's a funny skit online. <laughs> There's a funny skit online that I did want to mention before we go. Is the skit is being the only white guy in the office after seeing? I mean, the only white guy in a black office after seeing uh, Black Panther. And there's moments where. <laughs> uh, he's like there's a black guy getting coffee and a white guy walks up he's like hey can I borrow some cream he's like I'm not done with the colonizer and he gives him the oh, cream God. and he crosses his arms like 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 Wakanda forever and the oh, white guy's Lord. like oh, okay and then he walks in he walks into another room and there's a bunch of guys playing Madden and all the guys in the back are doing the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? and the white guy walks in and he's like uh, can I get next and one guy says there will be no challenge today <laughs> there will be no challenge today and like he's in a meeting and <laughs> you have to find this kid it's so funny and uh, he tries to say something in the middle they start, of the they meeting start barking. they go Hoof. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> chase him out the room, and when he's gone, he's like, "That was actually a pretty good idea." Yeah, we may have to take that. We have to use that. Get him back in here later. Yeah, we're just messing with him. <laughs> but this movie's going to change the culture of the world, dude. It already has. Yeah, like one part that we haven't talked about, which is kind of on the macro of this film, is the audience that is attracted. Mm-hmm. When I went to go see this movie, I saw people in their nineties. Mm-hmm. I saw old African American. F- Men, women, families, um, classrooms, all races, people dressed up in their best garb, either in suits and ties or in African garb. Daishikis, yeah. Daishikis. And it was so beautiful. It reminded me when I went to go see Wonder Woman Mm. and kind of people watching and seeing grandmas taking their granddaughters to see their representation. If this movie's done anything, is that Hollywood has been shaking up so hard in the last year or so. And this is another shakeup that representation matters. Mm-hmm. Representation matters 100%. And this is what happens when you let a culture, a people, and a, and a source material, forget all the other stuff. You let a source material breathe on its own. 
and it's going to shine because this stuff is this stuff has lasted this long for a reason. Mm-hmm. These characters have lasted this long for a reason. Spider-Man, Superman, Batman are so iconic because the core values of those characters are timeless. And if you let someone just tell that story without putting your weird little corporate spin on your advertising dollar, on your directorial twang to it, it will it will be successful. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is. And that goes for every hero from a D-lister like Moon Knight to <laughs> Captain America. You let them do it. You let the source material speak for itself, and it will tell the story it needs to tell. And if you, if you take it seriously, it's going to be successful. I can't think of one hero or villain minus like uh, Candyman from the old X-Men 90s run, the big giant guy with the with the big giant evil face and he has little arms he has like a pickaxe or something oh god no or maybe a modok movie may not work no maybe I, not I a modok movie hate MODOK. modok's the I worst i hate him see i triggered you now <laughs> I can't. just looking at his just the stubby little legs just makes just me pisses angry. you off his big giant face that is so easily punchable oh geez so if you were to rate this movie from zero to five what would you rate it five <laughs> Okay, no. Okay, let me be, let me be realistic. I, I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I was going to give a different answer. I'm still I'm still on, on the uh, Black Panther high. Me too. <laughs> I'm trying to be I'm trying to be subjective. I'd say, I'd say four point seven out of five. I was going to go four point eight. <clears throat> um, the reason why I say four point seven. Excuse me, sorry guys. The reason why I said four point seven is because um, what what the big thing that that really like the thing that 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 was a hit for me. Yeah, like a, a hit to the movie's, you know, like overall overall score wellness was, yeah. you know, killing both Claw and Killmonger. That was a big problem for I me. Mean, like, but it's and, not and, a nitpick; it's a big problem yeah. for me. Yeah, I hate. I thought we were out of that. <laughs> Just killing your villains, killing the Joker in the first movie. Right, I thought um, we were out of that. But other than that, the only other thing that was a big a problem for me was just the CG. Yes. And so, mind you, this is a four point seven and four point eight out of five. Mm-hmm. Mind you, this movie's damn near perfect. Yeah, I have to echo um, Darren's sentiment here, where it's the killing of the two villains, mm-hmm. and we're gonna—I'm gonna assume they're dead. And that's Michael B. Jordan, just like you said, the high evolutionary. <laughs> just was the stack intact? Yeah, his stack was just fine. All right, let's get him another sleeve going. We'll add some technical stuff to it. He won't need the heart-shaped fruit this time. And the graphics, because the graphics um, were very spotty, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're beautiful, and sometimes it's like, ooh, I can see how how far they stretched this out. So for the upcoming films, I'm sure this movie has more than earned its right to get the actual good polish, because there's not going to be a single jaggy in Infinity War. We know that, right? It's going to be damn near perfect. And I think Black Panther now has earned that right mm-hmm. to have that per- they got have proper money put towards it. Right. Okay. Good times. You feel like you've covered everything you wanted to cover? I covered everything. Me too, man. Uh, Last question, of course. If you were to make a Black Panther beer, what would would it be? It's definitely got to be a stout. Black as fuck. Got to be a stout. Like a negro. Like a a panther stout. Um, It would have to have a, um, lots of African spices. Yes. Um, 
it would have to come in a vibranium cup. Yes. In a vibranium bottle. Yes. And it would have to come with, you have, you have to have it with a slice of heart-shaped fruit. Even if you make it yourself, even if it's just like a, a pear. Yep. Make exactly. it in the shape of a heart and eat that shit. And make it glow. And after you drink it, you have to bury yourself. All right, whatever, all right, whatever, man. No, <laughs> I'm good on that. And once you, and once you wake up, you, you're not. You, it's the only alcoholic beer that will not make you hungover. It'll actually make you more powerful. <laughs> once you wake up after being buried, you won't. You <laughs> just kidding. You're not it's waking like, up. <laughs> it's like the serpent in the rainbow shit where they bury you <laughs> oh, God. and you come back as a zombie, but <laughs> but it's reverse. <laughs> Have you guys seen Serpent in the Rainbow? It's a trip, dude. Don't watch it. <laughs> That's one thing I won't tell you to do. I don't know why I mentioned it. Serpent in the Rainbow is super screwed up. Oh, man. Where can we find you, Darren? You can find me on Facebook, Beer Business Bureau. Find me on IG at Beer Business Bureau. You can find me on Twitter at Beer Bureau. And find me on YouTube, Beer Business Bureau. Get a beer, ladies and gentlemen. Get some cerveza, bruh. Down the gullet. Yes, sir. Um, as always, you can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and hopefully Spotify one day if they deem us worthy. If we can be let into the Wakandan gates of Spotify, maybe we can finally get in there. As uh, always, I will ask you to please leave a like, comment, and subscribe. I want your feedback. I really need it. Uh, so if you will just leave a little uh, comment. Did you like this episode? Did you, did you agree with us on any of our points? Did you want to make a point of your own? Let us know. I'm, of course, your host, Mike G. And I will always ask you to look towards the skies. Oh, one last thing. Um, South African beer is actually really awesome. So definitely do check that out. Get, um, get you some South African beer. Where, uh, wherever you are in the world, I'm sure you can import it. Yeah. And get you some. What's Okay, off the top of your head. What's a good brand? Tusker. Tusker? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to get some of that tonight. Oh, man. We're going to crack those open in, in Wakanda forever, everybody. <laughs> Wakanda forever. Watch the Wakandan skies. The Wakandan skis. Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus 30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus 30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate.